just how it Okay, question though. Am I too loud? No, am I too loud? No, you're fine. Okay, good. I just want to make sure like I'm not too loud. You know, I'm Dominican. Black. Loud. <laughs> exactly. I see you. It's me. 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 Hey, Welcome back to another week of the It's Me Show podcast. And remember, my job is to make your road to Friday a lot easier. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where in the world you are, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the It's Me, Shell podcast. It is I, your hostess, Michelle S., and this week, we are bringing back someone who's been on the potty before. We had a great time the last time he was here, and I'm sure this is not going to be any different. Please help me welcome Soul Toucha, the poet. Hey, hey, what's good? Hey, how you doing? I'm here. I'm good. I'm good. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here. <laughs> yes. <glad laughs> to be here. I think this is, is this my first time or second time? Second time? It's your second time. Okay. Second time. It's been yeah. too long. It has been. And I remember, I think the last time we spoke, we were going to, I was going to, we were going to talk about your book because you had a couple of books yeah. like that. And I know you, we were going to get into like your erotic stuff. However, that is not what we're doing today. Not today. <laughs> not today, Satan. <laughs> right. Not today. Because. Oh, so, is it okay if I call you Soul Toucher or do you That's want fine. to touch it? Is that okay? Okay. Soul Toucher reached out to me and was like, hey, <laughs> there's something that we're going to talk about and we might need to make a disclaimer for it. Yeah. Right. He said he had a topic he wanted to get into. And at first I was like, hey, you know, what topic is it? What are we going to talk about? This is so much fun. Let's do it. And then he just hit it. It was like a one liner. He said, period poverty. That's exactly what he said. Period poverty. So before I start this episode, this is for educational purposes. Do not come for me. OK. And any of you that are immature or, you know, don't want to hear about it. We're going to get a little TMI. Grow up, you fuckers. It is what it is. OK. It's a conversation. I don't get think it? it's TMI. Right. OK. Thank you. I mean, if, if this is something that I want to talk about, it's not TMI. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're all human. They need to get over it. Right. right? It happens. Okay. So period poverty. And I am a girl and I menstruate. Oh, look at me. Right. I mean, right. I, have, I have children. You would be surprised. This conversation is so taboo to some people. Yeah. Right. All right. So, you know, I used my handy dandy context clues to figure out what the hell is period poverty. And then I said, oh, okay. I get it. But before we get into that, I really like to break the ice. He's been on here before, but you know, we haven't been on in a long time. So I was going to call you Aching. Otra vez. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just your name <laughs> is stuck in my head. <laughs> do what you do. Do what you do. Meanwhile, you're like, well, yeah, that's my name. So <laughs> right, 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 right. 
So right before we came on, we were talking about, you know, writing and stuff like that. So do you have any new projects coming up? Always. So I am trying to work on my fourth, fifth, and sixth book. I am uh, trying to get back into podcasting uh, with King and I Life Podcasts and my own podcast, but taking classes and working, it's, you know, it's it's slow coming, but I'm going to work on those things when I dedicate that 10% of my time to it. I, I I get it. And the reason that I ask is because for some reason, everyone right now is releasing a memoir. Oh. Every like October was the month for yeah. everyone. And I was like, shit, I should have fucking released a book. Exactly. <laughs> I should have jumped on the bandwagon. Who did you? We had Carrie Washington. I think she had a fucking memoir. Yeah. Jada, uh, Pink, right? Jada Pinkett shit. That, she that, had, that hot bag. Right. Yeah, I just kept really mad at her as a woman. So Jada Pickett's shit. Yeah. She released a book, a memoir. Britney Spears, homegirl, released a memoir. What? A memoir. Wow. Right. And I think John Stamos, too. Talking yep, about- he did. Yep. Right? I saw him on TV talking about it the other day. I, I Mind you, I haven't read any of these books. I, they, I just know that they're out. And they all came out like three months apart or some shit. But maybe we should have, maybe this was our turn to just be like, oh, here you go, memoir. I don't know. Right. (laughs) Catch it. Right. Here you go. Enjoy it. And in honor of our conversation today, I was like, I think my book would be called the It's Me Shell Period Diaries. And it'll read like the vagina monologues. No, it's, (laughs) don't be disappointed. Don't no, continue. I'm not disappointed. I, I hung my head down because you and Jay have mentioned this on Funny Gals podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you know, I be paying attention. <laughs> oh. No, listen, I thought about this and I said, wow, <laughs> my period diaries. I wonder how it would go. <laughs> I'm like, I would set the mood. Oh, my goodness. I'll light, I'll light candles. And, you know, it'll be like, my V is connected to the moon and the tides, right? So when the high tide is coming, I'm really flowing. (laughs) With attitude and anger. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Crashing up against every damn thing in sight. Right. And it'll be like, to be continued. There you go. Fucking memoir. There it is. That's it. Stop it. And just like that, we get right into, and that's on period. Yes. Poverty poverty all right so we've been joking around now and we're about to get slightly serious as serious as we can be yeah again we're gonna get real so period poverty is a real thing and for those of the for those of you that you know don't know what this is or looking like george like which way did he go it's you know it's about menstruation products the lack thereof people not being able to afford these things what say you so um yeah so when i saw this on the news I was like, what the hell is period poverty? And they were talking about it, talking about it. And I was like, that's a thing? Like, that's really a thing? And then I'm like, why is that a thing? And it's like, I I was so baffled about it that I just had to sit there and really soak it in. And I was like, and it's like it's like a global, uh, what was the word? A, a a global community health dilemma. Oh, that's some serious shit. It's really serious. Yeah, that's some serious shit. That's some serious shit. Well, of course, I went ahead and looked up the stats because we got to come here with some facts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we like to drop that knowledge. So moist message. I felt like it was appropriate. I felt like it was appropriate. <laughs> I felt like Very. it was appropriate. Right. Very. So it says here, let me see. So over okay, so 500 million out of 1.8 billion monthly menstruators worldwide are affected by period poverty. Mm. One in 10 college students can't afford to buy tampons and 27 states still impose period related taxes, which if I'm honest, I don't know what the fuck that means. Are we getting taxed for getting our periods? I, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> that last one was like, oh, well, I'm stumped. <laughs> no <Right. way. laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Right. Yeah. And, and just so you guys know where I got this knowledge from, it was an article, uh, it was according to Forbes, ACLU, and the World Bank. And I don't know what the fuck the World Bank means. I don't know where that came from. Maybe I should have looked mm. that up. No idea. But again, it, co it goes back to me being taxed for having my period, I think. So, yeah, what do you think about that? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's crazy. And let me throw some stats out there that I got from National Institute of Health website, which is a government website. So since uh COVID-19 30% of of respondents have difficulty accessing menstrual products because of the of the compulsory home quarantine 29% struggle to, uh, to purchase menstrual products 18.5% struggle to afford any menstrual product during the pandemic um mm. I'm like why 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 is this why is this why is it so bad right um, and yeah. This is not a new thing. This is this is not something that's new, like since from the beginning of time. <laughs> like if right. we have to go back that far, right? Since the beginning of time, women have been menstruating. I'm sorry, this is just the truth. So yeah. it's like, why, like why, why are we having such a shortage, or why do we have women out there or families that can't afford menstrual products? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand it either because it's like as a woman, this is a priority item that should be bought. Um, you know, and, and, it, and, and it's a, I know it's, it, it dives into demographics, cultural, this, that, and the other, but of all things in the world, I would think that, you know, buying these products are priority. And at the same time, I'm like, I, I, I don't remember the last time I bought tampons, pads, or anything for a woman that I was dating or anything, but are they that expensive that they can't afford them? Like, what's really going on? Like, how do you, from your position, like, how, how do you view that? So honestly speaking, I have noticed that recently, um, again, post-pandemic, it's been difficult to just go into a store and buy what you need, right? And there's mm -hmm. a specific brand that I like to use. Right. And I noticed that when I go online to try to purchase it, it's like no longer available. So now I have to go into the store. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Cause I used to just buy them by bulk. You know, I have a whole bunch of girls in this house. Mm. So now I have to go into the store, but even at the store, it's like everybody's rummaging through this shit and there's, there's no restock. Wow. So I'm just like, what's going on? So it did force me to kind of switch over to another brand. And I have been trying to get a little more, I want to say like natural, you know, with, cause some of these, some of the stuff has just too, way too many chemicals, just more natural. Right. Yeah. 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 So, and even that is a little difficult to find. Huh. So when you talk about the chemicals, do you feel like they're purposely putting like 
dyes, fragrances, and all this other stuff to where you're not able to buy it because you're going to get an irritate or uh, infection from it? Or is it they may be putting these specific types in certain air low income or, you know, minority areas so that they don't buy it? Like, how does that go? See, so that's interesting. I've gone, let's let's go to Wally World, right? I like to mm-hmm. shop at Wally World. In New York, you don't have one, so have to cross over the bridge to Jersey. That's the closest mm-hmm. one. And it's kind of, it's the same there. You find the same stuff. I don't think that it's purposeful. I just think that whoever's making these things, and this is just me giving them the benefit of the doubt, thinks that mm-hmm. it's helpful you know, mm. because once this time comes around, you're sweating, you're running around, you're working, you know, you have teenage girls who are in school, who are in mm. sports. So I think they're just trying to be like, you know, this is normal. It's okay. You don't have to worry about a smell. You don't have to be a c- uncomfortable, especially right. when you're here, you always think of, oh, you know, I don't want to smell. I don't want anybody to smell me. At least in my experience when I was younger, mm. that was my biggest fear. Like, oh my God, somebody's going to smell period on me. <laughs> like for real. Mm. Right, I would, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the bathroom after anybody. I'm going to carry perfume just in case, you know, I have to change, mm-hmm. I have to spray the bathroom. So nobody be like, oh my God, who was in here? Why does, because it's really, it's, it's for me, it was unnatural when I was very young. And then, you know, once right. you're, you gotta, you get used to your body, but I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I mm. didn't have the greatest person explaining it to me either. So okay. I learned all these things mm-hmm. as I went along. Now, one thing I do know is anything that has fragrance in it and you're putting it down there as a right. female, that's always don't do it. It is always a no go. It never mm-hmm. works. It never works out the way you think it's going to work out, ever. Uh, yeah. Now I do think though, just because minority, you know, like as a minority, mm-hmm. I do think that certain things are placed, certain products are placed around us, you know, that really won't help us mm. get to where we need to be. I do. Right. Agree. I do agree with that because, you know, why are you making things that are natural and, and, uh, healthy mm-hmm. for women double the price as something that's not the best, but it's the only thing our community can afford. Mm. And right. that's what, and that's really what I don't, I don't like. And you see that with everything you see that with yeah. food, you see that, you know, like you go to the supermarket and you're like, you know, I want to eat very healthy. I'm going to get greens. You literally spend a hundred dollars. Yeah. But you'll spend $50 buying all the juices, buying all the sweets, Mm -hmm. all the bad shit that you don't need. And, you know, you just put it in your, you eat it. It's in your body now. And then they expect us to be healthy. You know, they expect us to have longevity. But how? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there are like six categories of of period poverty. And, you know, some of them we touched on is there's access related affordability related, embarrassment and fear of embarrassment, culturally related alienation period exile, environmentally Mm -hmm. lack of supplies and sanitary facilities and loneliness, a culmination of two or more of all the other forms, lack access, affordability, fear of of embarrassment. Um, As a man, I have a hard time understanding the embarrassment of a menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. However, I do understand it a little, but I don't understand it because it's like there are billions of women on this planet 
what is there to be embarrassed of and who are you embarrassed around when it comes to this to contribute to period poverty? So are you saying um, embarrassment coming from like a male's perspective or from like embarrassment from a female's perspective? Both kind of. Okay. Okay. I think it's just lack of knowledge, Mm. right? Or like only because, yeah, we've had it for millions of years, right? All have, but it's also, I mean, I'm telling you growing up for me, I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't tell anybody I had it, you know, and that's just how sheltered mm-hmm. it was um, for for us, you know, like within my family. It's like, oh, you can't tell you have this. You can't tell anybody. Make sure, you know, you wash up, make sure you do this. So I was always so, you know, imposing that thought process on mm-hmm. me. I was just like, well, this has to be a secret. No one can know. I can't tell anybody. And I've had many mistakes as a teenager because, again, right. you're active you're running around you forget to go to the bathroom when you're with your friends you know you don't have in the back of your mind like oh i need to go change i need to mm-hmm. go change so you know i've had mistakes where my friends are like oh here you go take my sweater wrap it around your waist mm-hmm. but because i wasn't ready or i wasn't prepared enough to be like oh it happens it's fine you don't have to be embarrassed just call mm-hmm. me we'll get you pants go to go to your teachers they'll help you because i wasn't prepared i was just petrified i was like oh i can't mm-hmm. say i was so self-conscious about it um and i think for a ma- i can't really speak for a male's perspective but i did grow up with a brother and mm-hmm. the times that my dad was around um one thing my dad was very hands on when it came to when it came to like periods and stuff like that he was always like what do you need Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I need this. He'll have like a hundred bags of of like any type of, here you go, try these all. I don't right. know what you need, but here you go. But he was also like, you you can't clean, you can't use Clorox, you can't use strong, you know. Right. So I learned kind of like that feminine, that femininity, femininity from him. Mm-hmm. Because he was just like, okay, you need to like relax. It's going to be a little painful. I have like warm pads here for you. So all that stuff I learned from my dad, mm-hmm. but I Still, you know, I still had boys around me who were like, ew, yeah, you're that's so disgusting. You're so nasty. So damn. I'm just like, damn, <laughs> I really can't tell. Wow. I, I, that, I, 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 it's just mind blowing to me because there was a time that when there were no menstrual products around. And, you know, that time of month, women were walking around with, you know, stuff running down their legs. Right. Um, because that's just what it was at the time. So it's it's weird and, and, and interesting that society has shifted from that to now it being embarrassing to the point of period poverty. And it's like, at what point in society do we say, why are we tripping? Like, this is a natural thing. You know, there was a time when these products were not even thought of in a woman had to do x y and z and you know men saw this every day boys saw this every day so you know that that shift in society and mentality is just is it's mind-boggling to me because again this is a natural thing um and it's also you know if you're in a relationship with someone a, a, a substantial relationship do you still experience period poverty with the embarrassment part and it's like how I'm I'm struggling to understand how that works to the extent of period poverty when 
when I'm thinking of period, when I first saw this story and, and read up on it, it's like, okay, you can't afford it or it's hard to get because supplies are not there or whatever um, to, you know, it, it's just, it's, the whole thing is just, it's, it's I don't know. It, it leaves me speechless to think the, the intricacies about it. Yeah, I, for so I want to say this is what 2023. Maybe earlier this year, if not like towards the end of last year, I don't really remember. Time is like such a blur for me right now. But there's a long backstory to this. However, I ended up going to a local like it wasn't so much as a shelter, but it, like a drop-in mm -hmm. center. Right. Um, and it was mostly for like youth. I ended up becoming really close with the director there. And she was usually there like in the evenings. And I remember I asked her before I left because I saw a lot of girls coming in and mm -hmm. you know, I know they're out in the street, they're coming in for food. I, I know they're out in the street. Right. So I said, one of my main questions was these are young teenage girls, you know, 18, maybe 19 was the oldest I've seen. Do mm -hmm. they have period supplies? That's it. That was my first question. She said, they're supposed to bring it to us from the city, mm -hmm. but we haven't received and it takes a long time. Wow. So I said, um, I have, at that point I had from Amazon, cause that's remember it was hard for me to find what I was looking for. I ended up getting five boxes from Amazon, like five. Wow. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to bring you some stuff tomorrow. I said, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go home. I would have brought it back that night, but I had to be at work. So I was like, I'm going to take all that shit to work and mm -hmm. I'm going to bring it in tomorrow. So I brought in like three big packets of like 50 or 86 or whatever it is with mm -hmm. like, you know, toilet, uh, toilet paper, paper towels, because right. all these things, you need them. I brought towels that I hadn't even used before because these girls had to take showers and baths. Mm -hmm and things like that also some of the males that were around they had a shower there so i was like here you go some towels some like hand towels some rags for their bodies mm -hmm. so everything i could but one thing she said was like i mean i act like i'm a stone cold killer <laughs> <laughs> but one of the young girls came up to me when i was leaving and she said thank you so much she was like i mm. need this i've been using toilet paper I've known females who've done that. And that that broke me because I'm like, you're like a 19-year-old female. Mm. What happened? You know, like, what, what happened? So, and I mean, life happened, I'm sure. Right. But I remember telling her, I was like, you know, you have my number, whatever you need. Please just mm -hmm. text me, call me, and I'll try my best. And then I think the very next weekend, they used to have, like, snacks and stuff for them. So I went in with, like, a whole bunch of, like, Dunkin' Donuts, like, you know, sweets and coffee for everybody. And I'm just like, because this is really hard. You know, you right. have young kids coming in and out, telling you their every secret because they have nobody to talk to. Right, yeah. They're struggling with their hygiene, their hygiene and their femininity, mm -hmm. you know, and you have the, you know, same with the guys, the boys, they're struggling with who they are. They're struggling with the idea of, well, we're homeless. We're going to deal with it. This right. is what life dealt. So it's just like, it has to be a better way. But that's one yeah. thing that they struggled with. It was with feminine products. That's exactly what I asked her. She said, we have nothing. That is crazy. That was nuts to me. Yeah. And I'm like, so the city, she's like, yeah, we've asked. Like, it's, you know, the state is funding this. And I'm just like, where's the money going? What's happening? Why are, why are we like suffering with this so much? 
As a man, it just leaves me speechless because it's like, what the hell is going on around here? And, um, you know, I know you're not, not really a political person, but for me, it's like, what the hell are they doing down here in D.C. or wherever that, you know, you're representing these communities and these people and you're fighting and crying over stupid stuff when you have these women out here struggling for basic needs? Like, yeah, I'll never, I'll never understand it. And I'm trying to think if there was any time growing up, because, you know, everybody knows my kids, I had my kids very, very young. Mm -hmm. So I was still, I was still kind of growing up right along, at least with my son, my daughter, I was already 20, 21. So mm -hmm. but with my son, I was 17. So I was kind of growing up with him. And I'm trying to think if there was any time where I sat back and I was like, okay, I don't like, I can't buy my own products right now. Right. Like we can't survive. And I will say I, I was very lucky enough not to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. But I also made sure that I set myself up in a way, you know right. what I mean? Like, okay, these are the things like I didn't go out. I, I, I didn't have like a nightlife, you know, I made sure right. it was, get my necessities. <laughs> 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 I need to take care of this little boy. And I need to finish school. Like there was no going out. There was no partying for me for a very long mm -hmm. time. So I didn't start partying until after my daughter was, damn, like a little bit after she was a toddler maybe. And that's mm -hmm. because her aunt and myself, we got along and we used to work together. So she'll be like, okay, let's just go out real quick for this. And let's go out real quick mm -hmm. for that. And, you know, she was like a party girl. And I'm like, okay, sure. But um, I got to pay the rent. So right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I was thinking. So my party years really came when I was like now in my 30s. Those mm -hmm. were my years. And not to shame anybody for like choosing a party over your period. Right. What I'm saying. But um, I did have to make those decisions. And um, mm. yeah, I mean, they worked out for me. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it, again, this is, this is something that, you know, it, it, it's funny, but it's, it's like mind blowing that this is a thing. Like it's I, real. It is real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the one other thing that I, I've been thinking about is, um, when they talk about it being a, a like a cultural thing, demographics and stuff like that, I, I really want to understand the mindset of those who put their purposely put themselves in that position and then they're crying, oh, I don't have, I can't afford. And it's like, but you got those $300 shoes and bag and now you're complaining about these basic products that you don't have, can't afford, and, and you're rolling up toilet paper that's thick to catch, you know, you know, like what, what's, what's, what's going on here? See, and that to me, and that will forever be a struggle for me to understand. Right. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at these stats, it's typically low income women, low income girls, low income families mm -hmm. that are struggling to afford these products. But then, you know, they struggle for that one time in the month, like, Oh my goodness, girl, I can't, I can't do it. This is crazy. I can't do it. Okay. Right. And then once that period is over, it's fun times. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Turn up, turn up. Right. Turn up is turn up time. 
So it's like, when do you as a person decide to end that cycle mm -hmm. or, or even ask for help? Cause it's one thing to be like, Oh, I can't do it. Right. But then another is like, I can't do it. I need help. Where do I find that resource? Because I'm mm -hmm. sure they're like drop-in centers. Honestly, I didn't even look this up, but like, you know, like drop-in centers or how about like Planned Parenthood? Does Planned Parenthood even provide anything like like starter pack? I don't fucking know, like period starter packs. Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and these are places though, this should be safe havens, safe havens for girls, women, families mm -hmm. again, to just go in and be like, okay, this is what we need. Can you please help? Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of organizations out there that help, but um, yeah. before I jump into that, what are your thoughts on um, period poverty causing um, mental health issues? Like, have you experienced yourself or know someone who has experienced moderate to severe mental health issues because of, you know, period poverty or even period related stuff period related stuff yes yes and you can always tell when it's happening it's a big tell there are a couple of you know couple of girls at work where i'm just like oh it's about that time now isn't it <laughs> <laughs> but that's normal though right it is normal because it's just our hormones that get a little crazy. And one thing I was talking to my boss about, which I'm like, why the fuck were we talking about this? He was like, oh, you know, we were talking about like testosterone levels in women. This is our conversations, by the way. Oh, wow. So, you know, he was like, oh no, you know, so-and-so was very, very tired and we got blood work back and just to, comes to come to find out just the, her testosterone levels were too low. So she wow. was getting tired. And I know from being in school and loving science and studying biology and having my degree for so fucking so many years that uh -huh. yes, women do have testosterone in their bodies and that, you know, mm -hmm. we have both. And this is why we are the, that, that makes us, you know, we, I wouldn't say 50, 50, we don't have that much, but that's what makes us who we are. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's, oh, there's just, just one person <laughs> I'm always like, <laughs> Damn, like either their testosterone is shooting through the roof or mm -hmm. they're about to be like on their period pretty, pretty soon. But wow. even myself, right, as a female, I already know two weeks before, mm -hmm. it's like something psychologically happens to me, right? right? I wake up one morning. It could be the day right before the two weeks. It could be two weeks mm -hmm. in a day. That morning, that day, I'm like, yo, I feel great. I worked out this morning. I'm like, yo, the guns are looking good. You know, I lifted real good. No, yeah, I swear to you. <laughs> I swear oh, to you. I'm looking at my husband. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wear it. We're going out tonight. I'm going to wear that. The mm -hmm. very next day, once it hit two weeks, I'm like, I'm bloated. I, I will never go outside again. Wow. And he's like, what? I'm like, I think I need water pills. I get emotional. He's like, oh, my God. he's like. What the fuck? I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's so crazy because every month I tell myself I'm going to be self-aware. Right. And I'm not going to let it take. It's not going to take me. Never. Mm -hmm. But then I find myself at like one in the morning. I'm like, oh, my God, that video when that dog got hit by the car. Oh, my goodness. Society is terrible. He's like, if you don't fucking go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> People are killing Earth and they don't even care. He's like, oh, so oh now you're my God. Earth. And I think it's just all hormonal. 
Mm. And um, it's I think it's a dangerous thing because, you know, if, the, if you don't have the right balance and someone said this a while back, I think it was uh, Miss She said from mm-hmm. the tribe that said, I believe it was her. Um, if it wasn't, I'm sorry. But she said something that was very valuable. She's like, sometimes I have to protect my husband from myself. Mm. And I was like, shit, you know what? Yeah. Because once those feelings and those those hormones come in and you're irritated because the cup that was here has now moved over two centimeters mm. and you're like, that's not where I want it because I'm going to drop it. Although it's just two centimeters from where it was. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a, that's wow. a problem. Um, but I also noted, I've also experienced the woman who's gone or going through, you know, that, that change of life, that menopausal state where they're no longer getting their periods. And that is some scary shit. Mm. Like I've known women who are great grandmothers at this point who have gone through it so bad that they either have to be on medication, mm-hmm. psych meds, or if they don't, they completely lose themselves. Mm. And that's a scary thought because I'm like, shit, I'll be there soon. You know, I'm going to be a grandma one day, maybe. And, a, and I, I'm like, I don't want to lose my mind because I'm going through menopause, you know, like what do you do not to let these things happen? Like, what do you take? What, you know, what supplements do you take? What, mm-hmm. what fruits do you eat? Right. Like, do you, eat, do you turn fucking vegetarian? Like, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> right. Right. Do you become the fucking dreadful vegan? Like, what do I have oh to Oh, my goodness. So I don't turn into that woman <laughs> because that's mm. scary. And it just happens overnight. And you see the progression. And I, my father's mother... She was always a little MO, but um, she was, you know, she could have a conversation with you and she'll have little mood swings here and there. But then it went to like full blown. She's like, I don't want to use the word crazy. That's not nice. Right. Just a little different. Yo, a little. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Who is this monster? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's scary. Mm. So, so let me ask you this question. Um, do you, okay, so we know that everything is a monopoly. Everything is about the dollar, whatever the case may be. So do you think that states or the government should be responsible for providing these products just because, you know, things are expensive, people have loss of income, um, homelessness, um, people experience neglect. Uh, of course, there's lots of affordable um, products out there. And I ask that because um, in the UK, uh, it's, it's said that the benefits that the most vulnerable people in society rely on have been cut back or scrapped in the last 10 years. So they can't afford to buy these products. So you think it's a responsibility of states and the government or should people just get they, their life together and, and get what the hell they need? See, for me, that's like a double-edged sword because part of me is going to say, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I've been, I've been, I've been low income with a child mm-hmm. at a very young age where I'm like, please, somebody just 
help. Like you just literally close your eyes and you're like, I just need somebody to help me right now. This is too much for me. I need to, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to do the right thing, mm -hmm. you know? So please just provide some help. Right. And then I've been, or I am in the stage where I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I mean, I have a beautiful family. I'm successful. My husband's successful. So we're very fortunate to be very self-sufficient, you know, making sure everybody's good. Everything is good. So to me, it's a double-edged sword. Like, yeah, mm. I do want, I do want, spe spe especially, not specifically, especially lower income communities where you know, because their numbers are everywhere, right? Numbers talk. Right. Everyone knows statistically, let's say, let's talk about New York, where the poorest neighborhoods are. Everybody knows. Mm. You know what I mean? Even me as a person, I drive by, I'm like, oh, I know this area. So I yeah. feel like in these areas, yes, these resources should be abundant. Mm -hmm. They should, because wherever there is a lack of resource, I also feel there's like a, there's a lack of knowledge. People don't know. Yeah. Right. So they just sit in their homes and they're like, you know what? We're just going to deal with it because this is who we are. We're resilient, but it shouldn't mm -hmm. be that way. You should be able to say, hey, I need help. I'm going to go to my local so-and-so. I'm going to mm -hmm. grab this and we're going to be fine. You know what I mean? Until eventually you get out. Or, listen, if you never do, at least you know that there's a safe haven for you to go. Right. So you can take care of yourself and your family. Right. And then I do also think that the heathens mm -hmm. who don't want to buckle up and say, you know what? Fuck it. Because they're going to provide it anyway. I just think that mentality, again, is just lack of knowledge. Mm. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. That lack of knowledge is, 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 is strange to me especially i mean just 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 across the board it's strange to me because um as mothers and even fathers th those fathers who are are hands on with that it i i, I i'm I, again at a loss as to as a parent why you're not having this discussion with your daughters about this to where they grow up as teenagers and you know, they graduate high school, where they go to college or whatever the case, whatever they decide to do, that they're going out in the world without this knowledge. And it's like, this is a basic thing that you should know at what, 12, 13, however you get your time, you get your first, your first cycle. And it's like, how from that point are you growing through high school and on further without this basic knowledge? Like, how, how does that even happen? Yeah, and that's the scary part. So for me, I didn't know much about it. Like I would ask my mom only because I was a late, I mean, I was 13. Right. So for me, I always call, call it a late bloomer only because girls around me were a little younger and mm -hmm. they were walking around talking about, oh, this is what I got. And I'm like, how? <laughs> like, right. you got that? That's crazy. I didn't, how did you get it, right? Mm -hmm. So. I would go home and I would ask my mom all the time. And she's just like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I got mine when I was 13. So you're going to get yours when you're 13, which is completely illogical because yes, DNA speaks a lot mm -hmm. for it. And you know, but that doesn't mean necessarily that <laughs> my timeline is going to be the same as yours. Right. But you know, so that's like strike number one. Um, but I remember asking my friends about it and I'm like, mm -hmm. well, how does it feel? you know, what does it look like? Does it smell like, what is this? And then I was very lucky and lucky to go to a school where they were all about like teaching kids about their health and things like that. And we mm -hmm. ended up having like a whole class on the menstrual cycle, what happens, reproduction. But when you're that young, you really don't grasp it. 
And also when you go home, you're like, do I tell my parents that we were talking about sex? You know, like mm, we were talking right. about sex in school. So then you, I also had a parent who was just like, well, no, because you know, my cousin got pregnant sitting on a toilet. So when you hear shit like right. that, yeah. <laughs> you fucked me up. Now I'm fucked up. Oh, right. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know what to believe. And, and honestly, that's why I'm just like, this is why the fuck I ended up fucking 16 and pregnant because mm. like, I couldn't get the straight answers. I couldn't get the right. honest answers. I couldn't have the real conversations. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that even now, so my daughter, I was very honest with her. And when she had her first, first boyfriend, I was, I may be a little too honest with her. Like, all right, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then, you know, we have the nine-year-old where I'm like, okay, the conversation's coming again. <laughs> like, right. you know, I, I'm, I'm prepared to have this conversation, especially because she's a little more feminine and girly girl. And she's just like, oh, my mm -hmm. God. And like blush and makeup and nails. And I'm just like, I right, we won't have to talk about it. Me, gente. I hope you're enjoying part one of two, where Soul Touch the Poet and I get into period poverty, a super informative conversation. Next week, make sure you tune in. We get into the Geneva Convention, politics, my natural life growing up, amongst other things that you don't want to miss. And don't forget to follow your girl on Instagram at its.me.shell. Click the link in the bio. It'll take you to all my other socials and so much more. Aight, happy week. I see you. It's me. 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 It's me.